0: Welcome to the Office 365 Developer Podcast, the only show focused on Office 365 Development where Rich and I talk to the experts from all over the globe coding on the Office 365 Developer Platform. For more information on Office 365 Development, please visit dev.office.com and follow us on the hashtag Office 365 Dev. Okay, and welcome to episode 90 of the Office 365 Podcast. Big changes, Rich, big changes. I know,
1: it's, um, it feels like the end of an era, and, uh... Did I say that right? Era. Era, era? era?
0: Era? Era. Yeah.
1: Niche, niche. My Texan doesn't do that well on that. But but yeah. <laughs> yeah so, so what are we talking about? Like no one, uh, they probably like, what in the world? Um, what are they talking about? What are we talking about, Jeremy?
0: Well, I mean, today in the show, we're going to talk a lot about build. And uh, I, it's still not quite sunk in that it's over. I think I've slept like I've never slept before. I don't think people probably understand how much energy one of those conferences takes out of even an attendee, but someone like myself who was presenting and running the coding challenges and doing all the press and doing podcast interviews. And and you're the same. Like you did a ton of stuff, workshops and demos for keynotes and the build bot that was bloody awesome. Like we didn't see each other all week. I think we had dinner once. I don't,
1: I don't think we even had dinner. I think I showed up to the dinner and got it to go so I could go back and work some more. But yeah, I mean, I, it was a exhausting week. I slept till noon on Saturday. It was awesome. <laughs> I've never slept till noon probably in the last like decade. And I did it on Saturday. It was awesome.
0: Yeah, it was a really successful week for us. And uh, it was a very good successful, successful week for Microsoft all up. There was some great land. I was really surprised how much traffic the bot news got overall actually at the conference.
1: I, I'm kind of biased. I built one of the, bot, the bots that was used in the keynote and and so, from for some aspects, I thought it was really cool, especially if you look at some of the cognitive learning things. So I used something that we call Lewis, and I don't remember what the acronym for. It's like language user interface. I I'm not exactly sure what it stands for, but it's basically a way of understanding what people are asking. You basically set up all these intents and things like that. It's really cool. But I'm I'm thinking back. I'm like, you know, I, I've been using bots for like. Well over a decade. I remember when .NET first came out. Uh, someone built a bot where you could send in the namespace of of something you were working with, and it would send you back like all the declarations for it. So, you know, to some extent, it doesn't feel like it's the newest thing in the world, but we certainly doubled down on it at Build.
0: Yeah, we've made it very, very easy to go out and build them. Like the, it's pretty cool seeing people in the labs building them out and just enjoying asking these things questions and. Yeah, it was a bit of fun actually. I, I really enjoyed the setup actually. Of build. I thought it was a lot more successful than I thought it'd be in terms of the engagement of people who actually attending the labs and the theater sessions in the expo hall, and you know, actually attending our breakouts in the other hotel across the block. Like we we worried for sure about that conference.
1: That yeah, was great. And a lot of that content is uh, you know we're going to talk about a lot of it today. But you know, the great thing is most of the breakout sessions were all recorded on Channel Nine. Uh, a lot of the the lab content, like uh, the the code labs that were more like kind of walk through, that's all on GitHub. So um, I know that builds sold out in like minutes, but, uh, you know, for our listeners, all that's available online. And, and we'll try to make sure we have links to that in the show notes.
0: Yeah, I was quite happy, actually, the overview session, which we do, you know, every Major moment, whether it's a tech ad an ignite build uh you know we've we've done those things, and um I got in the top twenty sessions overall at build, which uh for an office session where we're really you know competing against net and Azure and Windows and bots and HoloLens and all sorts of stuff. I was really kind of happy that we managed to get up there in in the top radio sessions.
1: Do you get like a free T-shirt or something? I'm sure I get a pat on the back. That's about all I get. It's amazing. Like it's as much, I mean, thousands of hours of prep time going into build and, you know, for for speakers or for like crew that helped kind of put the show together, we couldn't even get a T-shirt. I had to like go and, and like bribe someone to get me a, a t-shirt of the conference so um, it's, it's all about the attendee experience not the definitely not the speaker experience
0: absolutely not the blue hoodies were p- pretty cool i mean they're a bit one-off and uh, ours had office on it and everyone kept coming up and going, how did you get office on there because with the windows team we don't have windows on our on our shoulders and it was just quite funny that things people fuss about at these things yep so um outside of that successful build Something you may have already heard, but um, it's time for me to move on. I've spent two years now in Office 365 development team, uh, you know, started hashtag team awesome with Chris Johnson at the helm and Sonia and Dave Pay and Jim Ips. And obviously, Dave and Jim have, uh, have moved on in the last six months to uh, Jim's over in Windows World and Dave is actually in a, in a cat role. Um, over in engineering and uh, Sonia's actually moving on to an, a pretty amazing role I'm probably working even more closely with you now rich on uh, a DX comms role still in office marketing uh, sorry still in marketing but in a comms role for the DX organization so she'll be working very closely with Steve googs and i'm off to Azure developer marketing uh, to own the app services world yeah so app app service is kind of, it's interesting. People are like, what is it? Well, traditionally it's the platform as a service. So it's the PaaS world. It's all of the web applications, mobile apps, API apps, and the newly announced Azure functions that we announced at Build, which I've been playing with this week. And uh, man, I'm really excited to get my teeth really hard into this and go compete against AWS Lamber and and really kind of take all the effort that the engineering team have done around web jobs and kind of crystallize this as Azure Functions and made it really competitive. I'm, I'm really excited to see what companies do with this.
1: Yeah, I think you, um, you're you going to a, an amazing area, you know, I as a developer, looking at kind of the different PaaS offerings. I mean, that's really where I think developers and organizations that are trying to, you know, maximize what they do around development, I, t- I think that's where some of the huge benefits around total cost of ownership come into play. I mean, I, I can, you know, I can spin up a website so quick and, and scale it infin- infinitely, and you know, all the other services like mobile services and the functions, um, you know, it, it provides you know such a, a huge canvas for developers compared to. You know some of the other, you know I see a lot of ISVs that might throw some things on a, a VM in, in IaaS. I mean sure that's great, um, but it's it's not really taking advantage of uh, the cloud and and what we can do. So I think you're moving to uh, an amazing area and an area that um, I think is really at a at a whole different level as our competitors in terms of like where where we can scale and where we have data centers around the world. So I think it's really awesome.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna miss everybody though. That's one thing that I'm kind of. It, it was a really hard decision because I've been in this space for so long, and it's why I'm at Microsoft. You know, it's something that you know brought me to America to work at point. Uh, And it's really a big thanks to everyone that's listening to the podcast, the community. I I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for the engagement I have with the community and blogging and being asked to speak. And um, I know that this has been how I've kind of shoehorned myself into Microsoft and kind of my stripes, I guess. But I'm excited for the next steps there. I'm really looking forward to seeing what I can do in the Azure space and, kind of breaking out of my office mold stepping out of the sharepoint development space and the office add-in space and the microsoft graph space and skype space and you know everything i've been touching there and going into it. i guess it's a it's a broader world in terms of web development but um i mean a lot of what where office and sharepoint and so forth are going we will be leveraging lot of stuff anyway so you will not escape jeremy thake in the world of development you'll just kind of it'll be me talking about different things. You're going to be the good neighbor. That's what it is. I think. That's exactly right. You'll be talking to me over the fence while we're mowing our lawns. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I just mowing lawns. No like, like crazy drummer next door or playing loud music. It's going to be ha- happy, happy neighbors.
0: <laughs> it's going to be interesting. I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah. Well,
1: it's um, to me, I, you know, I, I obviously found out about this a couple of weeks back, but uh, you know, it's uh, I I see it as a, a huge loss for the community. Uh, but you know, hopefully, as a consultant, the fact that you're still kind of in that cloud space and and um, like you said, you're not going to be a not going to be a uh, you know, go invisible to us. You're going to, you know, I already saw some of the things you're working on in the Azure space, and it it already has ties into a lot of the Office development world. So excited to see how we can you know, push things together with uh, with our cloud services.
0: Yeah, it's going to be fun. I mean, I'm already sitting here playing with Azure Functions, connecting to the Microsoft Graph so that, you know, like from a microservice perspective, when an email comes into my inbox, it calls the Azure Function and translates the email and then pumps out that email. Um, into the you know re-updates the email in the inbox automatically so you know it's kind of what you would have done for web jobs but azure functions allows you to essentially do that and only be billed for the time the function executes and the memory it consumed whereas web jobs it was a little bit different to that and so you know it can reduce your website cost down to to 5% so it's a 95% discount on execution and so a bill there was some great sessions around like hyperscale websites. And so, yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing how I can kind of bridge with you on that around how people can benefit from these Azure functions and web applications when it comes to Office add-ins as well. So I think there'll be a lot of similarities as we go forward. But as I say, I'm going to really miss working with you as closely as I have done and with the rest of the community and engineering teams as well.
1: Yeah, so, you know, the future of the podcast, you know, that was something that we we talked about a lot too. And um, we're going to, we're going we're gonna, to, Stick to this. I know that there's uh, we have a lot of listeners and uh, a lot of people find this is kind of their way of getting aggregated news every week in the Office 365 developer platform. So we're still kind of talking a little bit about kind of what it means and, you know, keeping Jeremy plugged in and, um, you know, again, you know, hopefully you know, being able to get that same value to the Office three sixty five developers, but maybe even dovetail in more of the Azure goodness. We're already seeing a lot of that. as I look through kind of the announcements and some of the you know blogosphere. Um more and more it seems every week we're you know dipping our toes into new areas, whether it's, you know, Waldeck looking at things like API apps or uh, you know, VESA creating some things that leverage, you know, Azure AD and the PNP area. Um, it seems like we're getting more and more of that and, and hopefully we'll continue that. And, um, you know, we're, we have a commitment to make sure that this podcast continues. So um, that won't be interrupted with, with any of the, the changes.
0: Yeah, I think, um, you know, there's a lot of eager people to get on the show. And I, I guess the thing you're going to struggle with is time zones with all the people that volunteered. Um, so I'm excited to see how the show goes. And we were so close to episode 100, Rich, episode 90. You're definitely going to be on episode 100. You know that.
1: You know you're going to be there. So let,
0: let, let's uh, save some Azure goodness and hooking up with a Microsoft Graph. Maybe we'll talk through in a lot more detail where all that's at on um, episode one hundred. That sounds good. So um, thanks for the ride, Rich. It's been fun. Likewise, and thanks for everyone listening. Yeah. So build. What went on, Rich? Man, what went on in the world of Office?
1: A whole bunch of stuff went, you know, down on the 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 week. Uh, I mean, there's a. I would probably point most people to the. If you go to dev.office.com and uh, there's a kind of what's new link in the middle of the page, Uh, that'll take you to the main summary of the Build 2016 announcements. Uh, You know, there's a lot of things. I think we can talk through them. You know, if I had to go through and pick one of my favorite things, um, you know, to me, one of the exciting ones I would say was... Probably some of the Skype extensibility. This is something that we've been waiting a long, long time for. Um, it almost, in a way, Skype went in a backwards direction with uh, their extensibility story. When we acquired them, we, I guess, wanted to kind of standardize the way we were doing things, and so we cut a lot of that stuff off. And, um, you know, finally now... Uh, we, you could do some things with Skype for business server, but now Skype online, you can actually build, uh, you know, extensibility and, and hook in and get things like presence. And so I don't know what, what do you, what
0: was kind of one of your big, my, my big, big one was probably OneNote. having the ability to have a office add in inside of OneNote. it's in preview in OneNote online. Uh, I just, I live in OneNote and having the ability to have ribbon buttons, right click, menu buttons, task panes, and content add ins uh, without any code changes like the, the Wikipedia task pane that we've done to Def demo-wise, that working for me. Uh, the stock tickers that just inject into a OneNote page—it just blows my mind how quickly that engineering team have managed to get that going.
1: Interesting, yeah. I mean, that to me, that's—I'm uh, like you. I live in—I live in OneNote as well. I'd be curious to see what some of the creative people in the community come up with um, in terms of adding more value to that that platform. Because, like you said, so many of us spend so much time in it it's kind of like the same thing with you know mail add-ins you know between outlook and and OneNote, those are some some pretty big time areas for a, a typical day for most people
0: yeah so I'm, I'm i'm excited about that one and i think i think the second one is excel services for me so what we knew as excel services in sharepoint server uh, the Excel REST APIs that are uh, in preview on the Microsoft Graph it allows you to have a spreadsheet that lives inside of uh, OneDrive for Business and be able to add rows, delete rows, query data out of Excel sheet, grab charts from an Excel sheet and kind of manipulate it without actually downloading the whole spreadsheet and using like a, a DLL of, you know, name your favorite Excel document SDK provider, uh, being able to do that all five REST calls, is uh, something that I, unfortunately, fortunately, a lot of companies live by Excel, and being able to automate those types of things is really cool. And the, the demo that Tristan and I did in the overview session, we used Zapier, um, which is similar to Ift. Uh, where we created a Zap that uh, when a PayPal payment came in to Tristan's PayPal account, Uh, The Zap for PayPal pushed to the Excel REST API Zap that Zapier built all of the information about the the transaction. And then the Excel REST API wrote that transaction into the Excel spreadsheet without us having to open it. But the cool part of the demo was he had Zapier in one window on the left, and then he had the Excel Online in edit mode on the right. And in real time, the row showed up because Excel REST API supports co-authoring. So it showed that the API had written her row into the uh, into the sheet, which was really neat, and then it automatically updated the chart that was bound to that table. So there's some super cool scenarios with that in mind around Excel.
1: Yeah, and that was you know that was based for those that don't kind of get the tie-in um, when we made a big update to Office JS earlier, I guess last calendar year uh, with the 1.1 version you know, we added a whole bunch of new things for Excel and Word in the, in the APIs. And these are, in a sense, these REST APIs are a RESTful version of a lot of those things that we did in OfficeJS. So, you know, if you look through the things that you can do in OfficeJS to manipulate Excel, you're going to find very similar things here when you kind of look on the these, these REST APIs being able to remote in. So it's kind of like a in a way, it's almost like having kind of a, a, a UI and a UI list option for, you know, doing all the same things in Excel.
0: And, and I, I think the, what, what's exciting about that more so is that that will come along for Word and PowerPoint as well. So when you want to read documents, write paragraphs into Word documents, like you'll be able to automatically build a Word document on the fly, which I think is amazing for so many scenarios that we see out there in, in partner land.
1: Yeah. How many how many times have you like talked to a partner and they have like Win32? We had better things like Open XML and things like that. But I still run into tons of partners and a- APIs are enabling. So yeah, it's pretty pretty game changing things that I built workarounds to try to to try to achieve, if you can't, you know, I have a crazy last name. um, And, you know, we always butcher people's names. And the idea behind this is if I was building like a people picker or something like that, where I needed to search for people, um, I can do a fuzzy match on it, even with like a misspelling, um, it'll phonetically look up that name. Other things that are big are things like um, find meeting time. I mean, that's a huge one. I've had a lot of partners that have, you know, built APIs, or integrated with with some of our Outlook APIs to do calendaring, and you know a lot of times you have to go read half their calendar to try to figure out where um, a free meeting time might be, and and now you can we have an API that handles all of that.
0: Yeah, and there were some really neat demos that Yina and Gareth did in their kind of Microsoft Graph level three hundred session, and if you go to dev.office.com/build-videos, all the, all of it's there, so you can go away and, and see that. Um, but what was really neat was um, <clears throat> essentially you could see all that was going on. So um, we had the property manager hero demo that we've used pretty much every overview or in some kind of context along the way. And they went and used all the new Microsoft APIs that are in beta or that have been put into general available, availability to demonstrate new scenarios for the, um, the property manager, which was really cool. And, um, and so people that were familiar with it from before could really easily kind of picture the value of kind of seeing this project evolve over time and, uh, and, and see the value in what's going on there, which was, which was neat. Now, one of the things that they did show was kind of, breaking down that project and building up some code in time. So it really helped for you to understand like what was needed by the new Microsoft Graph SDK for .NET um, to call into those various different areas that were shown. So if you haven't seen the property manager and want to get a deeper understanding of what goes on in those new APIs, the session that Gareth and Nina did is a great way of kind of exploring that in a lot more detail.
1: Another area that got a, a decent amount of, of um, I, I would say, visibility you know, we, there was this big push around the concept of a conversation, you know, conversations as a service, and Skype definitely plays into that, but another big area was the Office 365 connectors, and connectors, you know, aren't something that's necessarily the newest thing, but there was a lot of improvements made to connectors for developers.
0: Yeah, I think what's interesting there is that for the people that are astute or actually watch the uh, the overview session, I called out that essentially the... This notion of three pillars now. So, uh, you know, we've always had add-ins, we've always had Microsoft Graph, and now we have this notion of kind of messages as well, if you think about the pillars in the most simplest form. And the messages really, as we think about it now, is connectors and and Skype, so from the web SDK and the, the app SDK, the mobile SDK which we'll talk about in a minute. And and I think connectors being on their own like that really does draw that attention at the value props. And so Ina's demo that showed um, this this notion of being part of the conversations in a particular Office 365 group and being able to action those things and escalate using um, Zendesk and kind of notify a connector to go and post a new message into a particular group of experts is a really cool scenario. And as the cards evolve, so the ability to kind of display what those cards look like in the conversations viewing groups, I think you'll start to see a lot more interaction where you can action things directly in that screen rather than having to like launch back into Zendesk to do things. So, I think the context of messaging and getting data to the right places and where people are collaborating is, is going to be really important moving forward, and they're really simple to use. In my overview session, within minutes, I'd connected up a webhook to um, a service and, and posted to it to show the connects are appearing in the group, so it's, it's very, very easy to get in and start using these things, which is cool. Well, let's wrap up the show, Rich. Uh, episode 90 to an end It's a sad, sad thing to see, Uh, me go from this but uh, it's in good hands and I will continue to listen on on a weekly basis and who knows you might even see an Azure app service podcast creep out of the woodwork very soon I I will promise I will be back on 100 and not going far cool thanks very much guys and um, Rich it's in good hands as they say don't screw it up (laughs) I'll try my best not to Thanks for listening, guys and girls. Make sure you check out dev.office.com for all of our other podcasts and all of our amazing resources. You can also check here for more information on our developer program. We can get a one-year three developer tenant to stop building against the Office 365 platform. We're always here to chat with you on the Office 365 technical network on aka.ms slash office365devpodcastyam. Or you can follow us on Office Dev on both Twitter and Facebook. So until next week, guys, get coding.